back to the Evolve Stylist. I'm Rebecca Taylor, and I am here with my friend, Sarai Spear. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hey, hey, friend, Sarai. how you doing? I'm doing good, even though we're lunatics, and for me, it's 7 a.m. on a Sunday, and I know it's early for you. Um, I'm, I'm in a great space. I can't complain. Yeah. I love that. I love yeah. that. And you look good. I know the listeners can't see, but take my word, friends. She's all sparkly and fabulous, and she looks like she just walked out of a step of a movie. <laughs> you're all glowy do I did I fall into some feature on zoom that puts a filter on because I don't feel like I don't know like I didn't look like this in the mirror and now when I'm looking at this I'm like whoa I'll take it thanks (laughs) um so this is our third episode of friend our third freaking episode of we'll probably put out a million um and this is really exciting it's so exciting to be back I love having conversations with you I know. I mean, we do it off the podcast too, but it's even more fun knowing we get to like share our stuff with other people. I mean, either way, whether we talk in private or this, I'm here for it. And we just, we gel really well. We were talking before we even started recording. Um, Like, what do you want to talk about? What do you think we should talk about? Same motherfucking page, same motherfucking page. But I feel like we also have, obviously we're different humans, different experiences and different takes on stuff to bring to the table. So while we're the same, we're like, coolie, coolie? It's cool how different we are. Coolie different, baby. (laughs) You heard it first on the Evolve Styles podcast. Oh no, it is early. I'm feeling it now. (laughs) So you asked me if I wanted to talk about something that happened to me and I'm, I'm an open book. I'm always an open book. Um, so I said, yeah, cool. Let's fill it. I've talked about it on social media. So recently I discovered a lot of problems in my business. Um, I had hired somebody to help me run the back end. So what I've always told myself, and, and Rebecca, you've said this too, is I'm not good at tech. I can't do tech. I can't do these things, right? Because like we're hairstylists and we're creatives, but like leave the tech to somebody else. So a couple of years ago, um, I hired somebody to help me, you know, fix some problems in my business to to be able to grow and to scale, you know, integrate things into the back end, send emails, all this stuff that I had no idea what the hell it was. So, you know how you get a feeling sometimes that just shit ain't right? Yeah. Yeah. We have good intuition. I feel like both of us. So I had this feeling like ah, six, eight months ago. And I, I just, I didn't, I didn't lean into it. So what I found in the last four weeks after hiring, um, a new integrator, because projects were promised, things weren't getting done. Um, just things were just a mess with my person. And every time I try to have a conversation, it was, I'm sorry, I'm working on it. I'm sorry. And then it would like turn around, but then we'd go back to square one. So it was like lather, rinse, repeat. Right. And if you keep doing the same thing and expecting different results, well, you're a fucking psychopath. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I hired somebody else and (laughs) She got into the back end of my business. And and this is where all your funnels and tags. And if you're a hairstylist, don't zone out because this stuff might be important to you one day. So this is where emails are. This is where my website lives. This is everything that is basically making me money at this point, right? Because I run an online community. It was a mess. It's like somebody just put together a patchwork quilt. So I had 50 different pieces of tech running things. Nothing was talking to each other things were a mess. Um, and so my new person got in there 
And she's like, listen, I don't do things that robots can't do. And I was like, what does that mean? She's like, I'm going to automate everything. So we start digging and digging and digging. I'm literally so oblivious in my business. And again, I take full fucking responsibility for everything that happened because it is on me. Ultimately, I am where the buck stops, right? So I had buried my, my head in the sand, like a little Looney Tunes ostrich. And I was like, everything's fine under here. And I, I wondered why my husband was like, Hey, money situation. And I'm like, I've always been like, fuck you. Don't talk to me about money. I make the money. My husband handles it. And so whenever things would get tighter, he would say, Hey, like what's up with the money situation. I immediately got defensive. And I was like, Oh, I'm not good enough. Fuck you. Like I'm doing everything. Screw you. You know, I got so angry and so defensive. And so what I've realized is the reason we were struggling or tight is there's about $20,000 a month, just gone, just, just gone, just disappeared. And what happened was whether, and I don't know if it was done maliciously, intentionally, unintentionally, but I've had, I've worked with this person for a year and a half, maybe two years. And so in my community, um, as of right now, it's still on Instagram. We just moved over to the Kajabi platform, but basically we had to add them into Instagram and then they were on a back end. And so you then have to remove them if they cancel their subscription, right? Well, sometimes people's payments fail. You have to remove them, et cetera, et cetera. So let's say you miss 10 people a month in a matter of, you know, a year and a half or two years. That's a lot of people, right? So I don't, I still to this day don't know where those people went, but I thought I was making 20 grand more a month than I was. So you can imagine my surprise when uh, we started moving people over to the new platform. And she's like, you have about half of, of what you think you do. And I was like, meltdown, melt down central. Now, I also take responsibility for the people leaving my community because my community has changed so much. It's gone from blonding, it used to be called blonding crew, to balanced style of society. And uh, a friend, a mutual friend of ours had a really hard conversation with me last weekend, my last weekend in Montana. And she got hives on her neck when she was getting ready to tell me something. And she's like, I just, I really don't want to tell you this. And I'm like, I need you to fucking say it. Like, just, I can handle it. And she's like, your community is just too much healing. Like this isn't what hairstylists are here for. It's all healing and people are trying to be you, the educators, and it's just not what it used to be. So mind you, I just found out I'm down 10 to 20 grand a month. One of my really good friends tells me your community is a fucking mess. And I lost it, Rebecca. I, I lost it. And you know, I did because you called me and you talked me off a ledge. Mm-hmm. So all of these feelings that I've been working on, you're not good enough. You're stupid. You can't do things right. All of these insecurities started coming back to me. And last weekend, I think it was Sunday morning or Monday, whenever we had our conversation, I sat on the couch looking at this beautiful river in Montana. And I'd been there for a month and I was getting ready to go home. And I had these thoughts of like, just jump in the river. Who fucking cares anymore, Sarai? Like everything you're doing sucks. This shit sucks and you fucking ruined everything. 
And one of our mutual friends reached out to me. She FaceTimed me. I didn't want to answer. I was crying. And she said, cry. She said, I don't need you to talk. I need you to listen. And she was like, you're going to get through this. And it wasn't like a rah, rah, sis, boom, ba. It was feel your shit, Sarai. Feel it and fucking fix it and move forward. And then a, another friend called and then you called. And by the end of our conversation, I felt better. You had made me laugh. And, you know, you reminded me that we've both been through so much shit. And this is... This is a lesson. This is a huge lesson for me. This is a wake up call. I thought I could phone it in. I mean, I was involved in my business. I was involved in the day to day in the community, you know, but I wasn't in my business. I was like, la, 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 la. I don't need to know numbers. I don't need to know money. I don't block money makes the world go round. Like we can't live in a world without money. Just it is what it is. Right. So for me, having this incredibly ego sucker punch delivered right to my fucking mouth between the problems in my community and the money. I just wanted to fall apart. And y'all called me and talked me off a ledge. Literally, I think I told you, I just, I want to slip into the river. It's freezing. I just, I just want to go. Yeah, you were kicked at first when people even knew you were struggling, you know, yeah. but, and yeah. I get that, especially with the circle of friends. It's like, I don't know about you, but it's like, who's talking about what I got going on behind my back, you know, even yeah. though I know the friends I have in my life now wouldn't talk mess about me, but like, you didn't want to open up at first. You're like, the way I process this is, uh, I, uh, I, uh, what well, you say, burn it down a lot. You fucking, I do. Like, I do. Like, yeah. Yep. And I, if I can share what it seemed like resonated with you, like when we were talking, I was like, but why does it all have to burn down? You know, like this could just be a pivot and like a readjustment. And I think because we're similar in this way, so many things have burned down in the past or we've been the ones to burn them down. <laughs> it's like all or nothing, black or white, fucked or not fucked. Um, and I think, um, and I, you know, I think I heard a turning point in your voice after that you're like you know what I still do have a fucking rad community I still do have an amazing platform that's improving by the day I mean you just you rebooted it onto a whole different platform that's like high society now it's like Instagram who we don't <laughs> care about her you know this is really pretty really awesome like you still have it there you can adjust you can pivot you can tweak you can be like receive this information that our friend gave you and you know process that you could be like fuck that or I'm doing what I want to do or okay I receive this and I'll pivot in this way whatever like it doesn't have to be embers and ashes and it doesn't have to every time be a phoenix thing like maybe in your own way this was maybe an emotional like a mental phoenix situation you know where you burn it down but like your community don't have to fucking disappear and you have to start over from scratch like that didn't have to happen. And and I feel like that's what I saw. You process quick, dude. And I know you're not fully, but you're I like, do. social media. <laughs> I, like, I, I love that though. You let people you know, see. That's, and that's my thing is, you know, I talk about being authentic. I talk about being vulnerable. And I, I realize that being vulnerable is absolutely one of my superpowers. Mm -hmm. And I think because when I was in active addiction, I was a liar. I was a cheat. I was a thief. I acted like a piece of garbage, right? And so when I got sober, I made the promise to myself that I wouldn't lie. I would be authentic. I would be vulnerable because vulnerable used to be a curse word for me. And so I, I literally 
didn't even take an hour like to process all of this because I, I do, I process quick. It's like something happens in my brain where somebody flicks on the switch and I go, oh, fuck yeah. Okay, now it's game time. Let's go, right? I went from what was me, throw me into a river after talking to you, two of my other really good girlfriends. I actually reached out to my own coach and said, hey, I'm really struggling. We have a meeting this afternoon. I'm probably gonna have my camera off because it was for my my education team. And he said, hey, can we hop on a Zoom? And I said, I would love to. And by time that team meeting Zoom was over, I got on Instagram, I got in BSS first. And I said, listen, I fucked up. I fucked up and, and I shared the whole story and I cried. And there was this sense of, I don't even know how to describe it. This huge sense of relief that, okay, everybody knows what's going on. You know, and whether people choose to stay in the community or choose to leave, like that's always up to them. But I was so overwhelmed by the responses from the community. And then I thought, fuck it, Sarai, go big or go home, right? Because this is what you do. And then I got on Platinum Giraffe page and I spilled it all. And I told everybody I fucked up in my business and it is my responsibility, no one else's. It's not my educators. It's not my integrators. It's not my CPA. It's not anybody's fault or responsibility, but mine. And it felt really good to just say, listen, here it is. Because what I found through addiction work, through trauma work, and just through life in general is our secrets keep us sick, right? This is something that they say in AA, they say it in AA. Yep. It's true call it an accountability person aka a sponsor that's why you have somebody like that because you it's just like it's very cleansing and very free to speak your truth and own your shit it just is it is and so when i when i finally did um it felt really good and and then there came that moment of like you said it was this okay sarai you don't have to burn it down like you don't, you don't have to take everything to ashes like you always want. My my first reaction is anger. I'm so quick to anger because growing up, I was like, you know, we couldn't talk about emotions or feel things, but on the sports field, bitch, I could get dirty, bitch, I could get mean. And so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna hulk out, rawr. And what I found was that anger put fear in people. And so I'd rather, t- I'd rather them be afraid of me than to open up to them right? I'd rather you just be like, oh shit, she's a bad bitch. Like don't fuck with her. And so 43 years later, I know that I'm anger is the first response. that's always going to come for me. Right. But what I do with it now is so different. And the meltdown that I had when you and, and the girlfriends called lasted, I don't know. I mean, I think I cried for 12 hours, but I think the actual breakdown was Maybe a half a morning, maybe all morning, six hours. Not too. You think of like the holes you've probably been in and you hear about other people being like, it's full on depressive, like ah, existential. I know right before um, I reached out to you, like real, like honestly about, I feel fucking stuck in my life and my career. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. You put me on to your coach at that time. I finally reached out to a coach for the first time. I had wallowed a good six months before I opened up to anybody explaining and being truthful about where I am and how I feel 
fucking like I lost my power and my voice and I didn't know what to do with my future. Like, so fucking kudos that you spent just an afternoon <laughs> and not six months. That's, that's amazing. Like, I'll never do that again. I'll tell you this now, like ruminating and getting myself so worked up to that state I mean, it's great. Okay. It, it helped me be honest with you, which led me to a coach and leading me to a coach led me eventually to be able to coach. It was all good in hindsight, but like never again will I sit and uh, commiserate and not take action and reach out to somebody and be vulnerable ever. Share with your home to call you and you opened up to them and it was just like oh I don't want to share my shit with people right yeah how quickly you process your stuff and have your friends be your sounding board and know those friends don't have any like weird motive that's key you know the people you do share shit with um like that on that level it's like Ooh, that's why I'm so like the people in my life are so sacred because I'm like I trust them explicitly so it's just like that feels yeah. good that feels really really good to have people in my life like that and yeah that's impressive that you got over it in that amount of time well <laughs> let me let me ask you something because I you know I buried my head in the sand for months I felt it I, I knew something wasn't right but I just you know I kept thinking oh it'll get better like mm -hmm. it'll get better so what kept you from reaching out? What kept you from sharing, from dealing with the issues that you were dealing with? Um, I have a issue with control, which probably has an issue. It is a root issue from like trauma and not feeling safe. So if I feel out of control, and this was at this time, if I feel out of control with my future or my message or my brand or my business or my money, um, it makes me feel weak, you know, it makes me just feel like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. And so to admit that for the first time in a very long time, if I'm being honest, my career went from like zero to 100, stayed at 100 till a gigantic fucking drop off. First sense of massive failure in my career. I was a lost like uh, human and it wasn't just work. It was, you know, newly ish sober and like my whole identity. I'm like, okay, I don't know what my personality is really, <laughs> you know, I don't really know how I'm pivoting and changing in business. Like I want to do something different. I feel like I'm a little stagnant. Like I didn't know there was a ton of, I don't knows. And that felt very unsafe to share with another person. And so then I just, like, I guess you said, I was just kind of kept lying to myself. Like, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Like, this will make sense. I've always figured it out in the past. And, um, and then I was like, why, why <laughs> like you know like why don't I share with someone why don't I get help you know what did it for me is like the first time I ever massively reached out and asked for help was when I checked myself into treatment and so that was like powerlessness I'm I need I need something this ain't working you know so then I was like look how great that ended up for me like asking for help isn't a shitty thing it doesn't always have to be like in the form of treatment but it could be like I said the, a coach you've got a coach I had a coach it could be um reaching out to your homies and being like I'm struggling you know either give me a tall fucking cup of truth 
or, you know, I say to this, I say this to my friends and I kind of shared this with you. I was like, I hope I'm giving you what you need right now. Cause I kind of went in like, like, come on. I was like rocking like the coach from Rocky. I'm like, crap, thunder and shit lightning. I was, like, I was like, you got this. You're a fucking survivor. Like I went into that. But like, if I am real unsure about how to hold space from for somebody, I'll be like, what do you need from me? So, you know, those outlets and resources, you're like, do you need a fucking coach type person? Do you need a buddy? God forbid, should either of us need treatment? Whatever the, the case may be, there's so much help in so many different forms out there that um, I really try to check myself now when I want to wallow. When I, I mean, a little wallowing's fine. I think I told you this too. I'm like, pass through the wallow, feel this shit, but don't fucking build a house in this shit. Don't fucking like set up shop, you know? And I try to tell myself that all the time. I'm like, all right, have your moment, but fucking keep it moving, keep it pushing. And yeah. it's it's hard in that space when you are in that moment to like, no, you can't live here. Like, yeah, feel it, feel it because it's so important. And that's what, you know, I think you and, and the other two girls even said to me, it was like, cry, get it out, feel it, get angry. Like all these things, but also then you got to pick your shit up and you got to move forward because when we allow ourselves to live in that space, which I did for so long. And, you know, I used to love to play victim. I was a fantastic fucking martyr. You don't understand my life. I've been X, Y, and Z, and this happened to me. And okay, guess what, bitch? That's called life. And everybody has life happen to them. There's shit that, that happens to us all the time that we can't control. But when you move through life in that victim mentality, you stay stuck. And, and we stayed stuck for decades, Rebecca, you and I both in, in that bullshit. And so, you know, just knowing when you're in that moment of pain, of anguish, of anger, of, you know, you, you've been ego punched, whether you've, you know, had to close your salon or you had to close your suite or whatever it might be in that moment, it feels so big. It feels so overwhelming. You feel like, how the fuck is my life going to be okay? How, how am I going to move forward? And in that moment, stay in that moment, embrace those feelings because I would try to run from those. I'd be like, nope, bitch, bootstrap it. Let's go. But the problem was that shit was still there. That, that those feelings that I didn't process because I just pretended like everything was okay. And I moved forward. The problem with that is like, it's like sweeping it under a rug. Like eventually you keep doing that. Your rug is going to be as tall as your room. And then what? Like, what are you going to do with that shit? So if you're struggling in that moment, I think one of the best and hardest things you can do is just lean into that feeling, feel it, let it overtake you. I was hyperventilating, crying, couldn't catch my breath angry, sad, upset, felt stu all of those things. And I just sat in it and I sat in it and it is hard to do it in that moment, isn't it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's not, it's not, um, pleasant at all, but, um, I'm always fucked this saying up, but the only way over it is through it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I said it right. Yeah. Um, can't get around it can't get out I mean you gotta go through the shit and it is uncomfortable I mean I mean you ex you said uh gut punched your ego I've experienced this and you 
mention this as well. I mean, I had to close my salon. It felt like, I mean, it was an ego death. It was everything wrapped up. It wasn't just that. It was like a lot at the same time, but I liken it to like grieving, you know, like you're grieving either like the death of what you thought you should be or, you know, whatever you were building, whether it's like closing a business or um, I don't know. It's, it's grief. It feels like grief. It did for me when I closed my salon and moved and it felt like life was just like, what the hell is going on? And too, because it's similar to that, or it did, felt like that to me. It's like, you think you'll be over it and then things will come up again. You'll be triggered in some way. And you're like, okay, here we are again. <laughs> I thought I was good, you know, but it, <laughs> it's not linear. This shit's not linear. And like, just when you do a good amount of healing. Um, I've experienced this, like, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm fucking take healing. Like it's a college course. I'm like I'm all in, you know, but, uh, then I'm like, Whoa, um, in different ways, I might digress here and there. And I just, I think the biggest thing of all of it is just give yourself some grace, a ton of it and like witness when shit happens. And, um, I th think that's maybe the most important healing. Anything that I've done is, hardcore self-love self-worth um loving on myself showing myself grace like that whole thing like I feel like everything else is easier like tr processing trauma going through something like you just went through ego death type shit all of that is way easier if you're loving on yourself hardcore it isn't as you're not as like wrapped up like a fucking raw nerve when you're going through this shit because you're like oh, okay it's all right I'm all right I'm not a piece of shit. All the things we've talked about as far as like internal self-talk and, you know, your internal monologue. But um, yeah, it's, it can be, it's a journey. All of it is just a damn journey, you know? So yeah, how are you it is. Right now with where you're at? Like, I saw you just kind of pop off and you're like, idea, idea, like back on fire again. Like, is it, I'm going to ask you like when you process something, you said it took you that amount of time and you kind of did a lot of it real time on social media. Like, do you feel settled now or do you feel like you're still going through or the fire's back or just how would you describe how you are after that experience? Oh, fire's back. Fire's back. Something got lit, set me on fucking fire. But you know, it's, it's funny because I still have these moments of, I'm going to be homeless. I'm going to lose everything because I was right. Mm -hmm. I, was literally a homeless junkie before. And so, you know, even yesterday I found myself, um, I was working on, we imported everybody from Instagram over to the new Kajabi platform and it's beautiful. I'm so proud of it. And I'm getting so many messages of people like, this is amazing. But I had this moment sitting there looking at my numbers when I thought they were, you know, double. And I literally was looking at this computer screen and I'm like, you fucking piece of shit. How the fuck could you let it get there? And I said, absolutely not, Sarai. It is what it is. And now we move forward. I had a moment. So even we're healing, we're growing, we're using all these tools, but damn it, the brain is just what the brain is, right? Yeah. And so I feel like, I almost feel like I've been given this second chance. Um, I'm, I'm taking it easy on myself. If I do have these thoughts, you know, I'll pull out, actually, I have this card sitting here. I have all these affirmation cards. Oh, I love. You made me pull my card. And anyway, you got to tell, talk about yours, but like mine is so pertinent to this fucking conversation. I ran, you know, you randomly pull it out of the yeah. deck. And I'm like, Thank yeah, you. Yeah. And mine this morning that I pulled, it was like, um, 
you know, getting your head into your financials. I was like, okay, mm -hmm. bitch. And it was like this huge change that has upset everything in your world that is going to be okay. And you're on the right path. And I was like, fuck, okay, thank you. Like, thank you universe. But I wrote out these affirmation cards um, when I got back from treatment, they're just, they're handwritten. And this sits right here beside my computer. And it says, what would I like to believe instead? So yesterday I looked over at that damn card and instead of going, you piece of shit, Sarai, blah, 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 here we go with that old, that old tape that's so played out. Jesus Christ. Um, it's like Gangnam Style back in the 2000s. <laughs> I literally said, what would you like to believe instead, Sarai? And my answer was, this is growth. And this is a tipping point for me. What I was doing wasn't working. And now I have the opportunity to create something cool and take what I've learned and create a community that's bigger than, than I have huge goals. I have huge number goals for, for, for this community. I want to change the fucking hair industry. Right. And you do too. And I know that's why we started this podcast. And so I asked myself what I would like to believe in said, and that really sort of helped me get, I, I was going to detour over into poo poo land and, and ego trip and blah, woe is me. But instead I was like, no bitch, let's use some of these fucking resources. Let's, let's ask what, what I want to believe in said, let's do some box breathing. Let's reground, like let's recenter, let's ground. And so I do feel like this weird, um, rebirth has happened. I told my husband yesterday, we're sitting on the couch and I looked at him and I said, this last year has been one of the hardest years of my life. A, a lot of learning, going to treatment, healing, you know, being open about everything from, from my eating disorder to, you know, my business and having my head up my ass. I said, you know, what's fucking crazy is I feel like I'm coming back. I feel like my funny's coming back. Cause I always used to say, I think healing made me less funny. You know, mm -hmm. I wanted to be all love and light, but really I'm love, light and go fuck yourself. You know, I, I lost my spark. And I think that all this shit, all these dominoes had to line up and fall the way they did for me to go, bitch, I remember who the fuck I am now. And I am a bad bitch and I'm gonna fuck up and I'm gonna make mistakes, but you know what? I'm gonna talk about it because that makes people feel less alone and we all fuck up. So to answer your question in the longest answer ever, I have my fire back and I'm really excited about this next chapter. I love that so much, so, so much. Um, and you said something that stuck out to me. You said you got to a tipping point, but you didn't fall over the edge. And you said, that's the growth. You know what I mean? The growth would have been like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> they can't see what I'm doing, but it's like someone jumping off the fucking cliff. Um, but then you like pulled back, you um, probably like looked at the bigger picture yeah. and assessed yourself and what you had going on. I just did an accidental ASMR. Y'all like that? Y'all like that? Anyway, um, and, and it didn't have to go. It didn't have to go completely to shit. Like you said, poo poo land. I don't know where that's at, but I'm sure I visited. Um, <laughs> where is that? Utah? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I like Utah, actually. Uh, I don't know. I'm not want to fucking Missouri and Kansas, where I live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You, you take responsibility for it. But uh, yeah, you didn't have to like get to that point. And I think that's major growth. And, um, same. I, I tried to do that too. And I think our next podcast, our next one we're, we're going to record, we had mentioned talking about this, uh, talking about full-on burnout, which 
used to be a regular destination and stop for me just in Frequent life flyer miles bitch both of us yes. oh my god you ain't kidding um burnout and then overwhelm what the difference is like I've been overwhelmed this past week I've been I was overwhelmed my schedule was like uh circumstantially packed because I'm traveling a ton which I gotta keep my eye on the prize I'm like this shit's about to be dope so uh that's why this week's busy. I'm like, I can't, I can't be easy streeting it every damn day of my life. Uh, or maybe I can. I don't know. I'm gonna reframe it. But um, I don't know. I was overwhelmed, but I didn't go into full on burnout. And anyway, I feel like, um, I feel like we should definitely dive into burnout, overwhelm, like not getting to the place of feeling like you want to just incinerate everything and fuck it all. And what can you do? What can I do? What do you, what do you do? What do I do? What can one do to uh, see those warning signs and implement certain things to not get there? Cause I don't want to go there anymore. I don't want to ever yeah. be burned out. I don't either. And I think this is uh, I think this is a great stopping point segueing into next week's episode so Rebecca thank you for for always being a good friend for being a good listener for pushing me when I fucking don't want to be touched I want to be left alone wallow in my pity party and you you push me in in the best way as a friend who genuinely loves and cares about me and honestly I I needed you to make that call that day. I needed you to, to make me laugh, to be your goofy ass self, to help get me off of that, that spiral, that shame spiral. So thank you. And thank you for just being open and honest and vulnerable and, and talking about, you know, the hard shit. This is one of the reasons I, I adore you so much is that we do get to have these really open, honest, hard conversations. And we talk about shit that people don't want to talk about. So no. thank you. Thank you. Uh, a little tear came out. Um, <laughs> the listeners can't see, but I just appreciate that I'm in the realm of humans in your life to be able to do that. So thank you. You push me just existing. Like you're very inspiring. You, I thought I could get through one podcast without crying. <laughs> no. And you know what? I am, I'm, all for talking about as much healing and woo or whatever but the thing is is you don't have that's a black or white thinking again you can talk about this shit but still have your personality still be funny we're multifaceted, multi-layered fucking dimensional people like this is the real shit but then two seconds later we can talk about some wonky fucking whatever shit you know like it is what it is it doesn't have to be all like heavy you know trauma blah 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 blah. like it is just what it is sometimes it might be like that sometimes it might not but I'm glad that I have the space to be who I am with you and us both being able to share that with other people is just it feels like a fucking gift this is only episode three but it feels like a, a gift that's currently happening for me I'm not even saying for y'all I'm like here's a gift for y'all um it feels like thanks for listening but it's not about you it's about us no I mean I'm not gonna say that you're welcome for the gift we're giving you it's not what I'm saying it just feels like magic's happening so I'm just really fortunate to be able to do this with you anyway episode three is how oh yeah let's put a pin in it and circle back <laughs> catch you next week friends thanks for joining us bye